Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Thanks for kicking your week off with us here at the BetUS NBA show. Alongside Chris Barley and Alex Christensen, I'm Kay Constable. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Did you win any bets? I know a lot of football betting went on this weekend, but in the NBA, I want to hear how you guys did. Alex, start with you. Pretty slow, you know, a weekend overall. Had some success um, with some first quarter stuff. Had the Spurs and Sixers win their first quarter bets on Saturday. And also had the Jazz had kind of a late run there to cover. Yesterday, not so good. Had a little too much faith in the Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> against a Mavericks team that, even without Luka Doncic, it turns out they're really tall. They got a lot of length. They produced turnovers and offensive rebounds. And I think they came up with almost 20 extra possessions in that game. And it sure does help. Chris, how about you? Yeah, uh, Alex, are you still sober from betting on the Magic, or did you did you pull the trigger? Did not pull the trigger. We are now a little over one month sober of betting the Orlando That's Magic. Probably, I don't have probably. my token with me right now, but it's going well. Probably a really smart move. Congratulations. Movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, my I'm 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 streaking right now. It's uh, that doesn't sound right. Uh, I'm doing well <laughs> right now. Um, I had four wins. I went four zero over the weekend. I'm on a little hot streak. Fourteen. 14-4-1 over the last week in premium picks, so cannot complain about that. Uh, hit that Nuggets bet on Saturday, which, you know, I was looking forward to that one because there's a great bounce-back spot for them. Uh, also hit the Bucks yesterday against the Knicks and the over on the Timberwolves game. So, good weekend for me. Um, you know, although I say there's no such thing as a jinx, I just get more and more afraid of, of, saying, of even delivering this news because it has to stop. It, it, it's not going to continue at this rate. So, well, maybe that I starts tonight. Well, it does continue. I hope you don't go streaking at all. That wouldn't be good. Uh, but I hope your um, betting streak continues. Yes, that's a better way to say it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Bulls in the news today because they've had their next two games postponed because of the COVID outbreak. They now have 10 players in health and safety protocols along with uh, a couple of personnel within the Bulls organization. Even the broadcasters, Stacey King, I believe, is is quarantining. I mean, everyone in that organization is in in a little bit of trouble. So those next two games will be postponed. Um, so it'll be a little while until we talk about the Chicago Bulls. But we have plenty of other teams to talk about today and going forward. Before we do, let's take a look at our overall record. Like Chris said, he's doing pretty good. Alex is doing pretty good. I'm getting back up there. I had a pretty solid week last week, guys. I'm just going to throw that out there. 500. You did. Let's go. So we are still um, well above 500. 141 wins, only 116 losses. Looking good, gentlemen. We'll start today with someone who could potentially break another record. Steph Curry and the Warriors, they're in Indianapolis tonight to take on the Pacers. The Warriors are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This total is sitting at 213.5. Warriors are coming off of a loss to the Sixers. They've now lost three of their last six, which is terrible for the Warriors this season. That's, you know, actually not a terrible record, but for this team, it, it is very bad. Well, the Pacers, they've won three of their last games against the Wizards, Knicks, and Mavs. Chris, you have a play in this one. Tell us about it. Yeah, I do. You know, if we want to bet on the Pacers in this game, I would, I would understand that. I mean, the Pacers are are, are playing well lately, uh, and the and the Warriors are in a pretty tough spot tonight. The Warriors have the Knicks tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. Obviously, coming off that loss uh, against Philly on Saturday, so this is you know a pretty tight spot here for the Warriors who are on a little road trip now for the next few games. Um, and and like I said, you got to give credit to 
the Pacers lately. I mean, if you watch them play, their offense is just a lot more fluid. You know, they're just a lot more consistent. Now, of course, we're talking about a you know about a week of basketball, so we'll see if they can continue that. Uh, but you know, Chris Levert uh, finally really settling into his role uh, on a game by game basis, being very productive. Obviously, Demontis Sabonis and some of their other supporting role players there. Uh, just just a fluid offense. It's how they're winning games. They're improving a little bit on defense too. But, you know, the narrative here for me is always the Warriors off a loss are a very dangerous team. And I know that they have MSG tomorrow night, uh, but the Warriors are, are built like one of these teams that you can count on, especially after a loss. Uh, after the Warriors' last four losses, because they only have four losses this season, or I'm sorry, they have five, but, you know, this is the next game after their after their last loss. After the last four losses, they've beat every one of those teams by margin. OKC, Brooklyn, Magic, and Phoenix uh, by an average of 23 points um, in, in in those games. And, we, you know, and we've seen that in every one of those games. And usually what happens is there's an aberration, you know, in a Warriors game where they just have a bad shooting night that happened again against the Sixers, 25% from beyond the arc, a bad shooting night from Steph Curry, went six, six for 20 from the floor. And, I, you know, I've said it before, I sound like a broken record on the show, but Curry is almost as automatic as any player in sports. When he has a bad game, he's going to come back and he's going to have a really good game. There were some whispers that Curry and Draymond could sit out of this game today, you know, I guess for some for some rest, or maybe Curry wants to break the record in MSG. I, I guess I would understand that, but sounds like, I mean, Steve Kerr said that they are playing tonight, so hopefully that stays the way it is. I still have the Warriors as six six and a half to seven point favorites, even on the road with all things equal. So I think, you know, this is an advantageous line. I understand it because I have to give credit to the Pacers and what they've done recently. But this is a low line on, for me, my number one power-rated team in the NBA. So I have to take advantage. Curry still needs seven threes to surpass Ray Allen's record heading into tonight. Alex, if he hits seven threes tonight, this total is likely to be pretty high. Do you think any thoughts about taking the over 113 and a half? I was actually kind of going the other direction here. I think that as Steph Curry, honestly, has been kind of chucking the last couple games, it, it takes away a little bit of the dynamics of the Warriors' offense. But I think the overall flow of this game, I don't expect it to be very fast. The Warriors coming off a loss, we see an, a, an uptick in their defensive rating in games after that. It's really just a good way for them to refocus. Um, I've kind of circled some kind of Warriors bet, whether it be laying the points with the Warriors like Chris is, maybe a Pacers team total under kind of thing. I just think that if this is going to be kind of a Warriors get-right spot, um, it tends to be maybe a little bit more of a slow, ugly game. Had they beaten the Sixers, maybe we're going to rest some guys tonight, then I think maybe you are looking at kind of an over spot. The Pacers are happy to kind of you know run things up, but I think the Warriors will come out, kind of take control of this game. And, um, you know, I think maybe people will kind of think along those lines as Curry chucks, more threes means more points. But think about what really that means for the flow and the rhythm of the offense. It takes away from that. Great point. I love that. Uh, all right. Well, Chris is the only one with an official play on this game. He's taken the Warriors at minus three and a half. We'll see if Steph Curry can break that record tonight. The Houston Rockets. In Atlanta, taking on the Hawks after going on a seven-game win streak. The Rockets have now dropped their last two games. They face a Hawks team that's coming off of a loss to the Nets. Alex, you have a underplay in this game, under 226.5. What kind of value do you see in this line? 
you know, it's something I've talked about quite a bit as, as someone's been a lot of Rockets team total unders and unders in their game in general. If, if you pull up the advanced stats sitting right up there at number one in pace is the Houston Rockets. But if you dig a little bit deeper, what you see is a lot of that is pace driven by their opponents. The Rockets themselves don't actually play very fast. Their possessions tend to be kind of slow. You look at a Hawks team here that is dealing with not only some top end injuries, but also some depth injuries. They're a very slow paced team. They'll be at home tonight in a, in a situation where again, I think they'll be able to control the pace of this game. You know, similar to what I just said about the Warriors, you know, it's not necessarily the same kind of bounce back spot for them. Yes, they're coming off a loss to Brooklyn. Maybe this is a little bit of a get right spot. They've had plenty of time to rest for this game, but just think they're going to come out, try to keep things slow, keep the guys that they have as fresh as they possibly can be. The Rockets will be happy to play at that pace. And I just think we're going to see a lot slower game than this number indicates. So happy to grab the under. Chris, after the Rockets' winning streak, they've now lost their last two. Are we seeing this Rockets team going back to the 1-15 start Rockets that we uh, saw in the beginning of the season? Yeah, the Rockets literally coming back down to earth, right? It's a good <laughs> it's a good narrative. Uh, yeah, I think we are. You know, I think this is still a team that's going to surprise, you know, other teams throughout the season because they do play much better, much better offensive basketball with the new space that they created on the floor. Uh, you know, we spoke to that a little bit last week. Um, Daniel Thice, I said that right, right? Daniel Thice. Thice. Uh, Thice, yeah. You know, he doesn't he doesn't start there with Christian Wood, so uh, that that kind of creates more space for the Rockets, more offensive success. Uh, you know, I can't. I don't like the line in this one. It's I have it around the Hawks minus nine and a half, so right at market here. I think it's a good spot for Trey Young. You know, this this is a team off three days of rest. They're at home. Trey Young lo- loves the ball out at home. And I think I think the Rockets are going to have real issues covering him in this game, especially for the perimeter. Uh, I'm glad that Alex spoke to the, the Rockets being the first paced team in the NBA. You know, that that's a little bit of a misnomer for sure. You know, they're in a lot of games are trying to catch up too, right? So you tend to run the floor a lot faster when you're trying to catch up. Uh, I have this total almost a full 10 points under where it is. So I think this is a really sharp play from Alex. I think he's on the right side. Uh, and yeah, the, the the Rockets maybe they'll maybe they'll keep on competing. This is a much better team than the Rockets, so I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, count on playing on the Rockets in a lot of these contests. Maybe there are some spots though where they can still get some W's. Trey Young also had a couple turnovers and missed some layups, easy shots in the final minutes of that game against the Nets. So to your point, Chris, uh, look for Trey Young to come back and have a a big game tonight. Uh, a little bit of a bounce back game for him. Alex, however, is playing the under in this one, 226 and a half. Moving on, the Milwaukee Bucks are taking on the Boston Celtics tonight. The Bucks are a one-point favorite. This line has flipped the open with the Celtics being the favorite. Total sitting at 222. Bucks are on a back-to-back. They beat the Knicks last night in New York, popped over to Boston for tonight's matchup. Celtics, however... Coming off of a five-game West Coast trip, they they went one and four in those five games. Celtics' Jalen Brown is back tonight, it's looking like. He's missed the last five games. Chris, you don't care, though, that Jalen Brown (laughs) might be back tonight. You're still taking the Bucs. I am. I am. Um, You know, this is one of those situations where if if you want to bet on the Celtics, uh, like my last pick, excuse my German Shepherd, who's moaning and growling, yeah, if you if you want to pick the Celtics here, I think it's perfectly acceptable. I mean, the, this is a great spot for the Celtics, right? The Bucks played last night. Uh, they're getting Jalen Brown back. They're at home, and historically, the Celtics have played 
the Bucks very well. I mean, they, there's almost always close games against the Bucks. The thing about Jalen Brown returning tonight, it's it, it, it's what I call like a cold start, right? I mean, Jalen Brown hasn't been playing a lot, so he's cold, you know, coming off a lot of time off off the floor. And I was going to come into this game, you know, they're already talking about some minutes restriction for him. He'll probably get like close to 30 at the most, which, you know, is not that atypical. But uh, this is a Bucks team who, if you look at Giannis and all of his previous matchups against the Celtics, he... He dominates in these games. Uh, you know, Celtics just aren't big enough. They aren't long. They aren't long enough to really defend Giannis. I mean, that's the case with a lot of teams when they go up against Giannis. But uh, I just think he he matches up really well in this one. Yes, the Bucks played last night, but it was the early game against the Knicks, and it was a win. So maybe they got some rest. You know, had the rest of the day to watch football, maybe, and you know, hang out. Uh, so you know, this line, like you said, Kate, opened up at minus one and a half, and we've seen a move. I I agree with that movement. Again, I said it's a it's a tough spot, but I still think the Bucks are five points better than the Celtics according to my power ratings. Uh, and the Bucks are one of those teams, right? I mean, they're they're a healthy team. You can count on them to stay motivated. And I think Giannis, especially coming off a game early this year where the you know the Bucks lost to the Celtics already this year, and that was a strange game. I mean, Giannis didn't play in that game. Schroeder had like 38 points, and the game still went to overtime. So you know, it's not like the Celtics dominated that game even without Giannis. So. With Giannis back in a healthy lineup, I, I expect the Bucks to still pull out a win tonight. And and I do want to mention, too, even though the Celtics have had a rough stretch here, I, I don't want anyone to like overreact about that. I mean, I, I still like where the Celtics are going. That was a really tough stretch, playing a lot of tough games. Uh, you know, I think they're going to land back on their feet and they're going to be a good team down the road. Uh, this is this is just a really brutal stretch. Alex, the game that Chris was just talking about back on November 12th between these two teams was Finished 13 points over what this line is set at tonight for the total. And like you mentioned, Giannis and Middleton were both out of that game. How do you think this game changes with them in it in terms of where the total might be tonight? Yeah, it should definitely be much higher. The last game, you got to be careful there. There was overtime, so, so that's part of the reason you're looking at an inflated number there. Uh, overall, again, this is another bet I've been kind of warming up to all day. It's nice to see Giannis's name finally off the injury report there. Um, overall, you know, it's the last game of a road trip, which is always a tough spot. I'm actually um, kind of surprised to see Chris back them on the last game of a road trip. I know he also um, takes those big into account in a big way as well. So, um, But overall, it's it does seem like a spot here for the Bucks. It's a bounce back spot for them um, in terms of trying to come back and beat Boston after losing that first game. You know, that is really important to them. You start to look at the matchup here. I mean, the Celtics, it looks like, you know, they've got Jalen Brown back. If Marcus Smart is in, they've got a couple interesting defensive options to throw at Giannis, but it really should be a lot of one-way traffic here for the Bucks. Again, the Celtics have been kind of up and down all year. They've been a little bit of a tough team for me to evaluate. So I think I will end up with the Bucks in some way, shape, or form, just not quite there yet. The Celtics only hit four threes in their last outing against the Suns, so they will definitely be hoping that that turns around a little bit tonight. Maybe getting Jalen Brown will help that. But Chris, taking the Bucks minus one on the road tonight. 76ers are in Memphis. They're taking on the Grizzlies. They're a four-point favorite on the road. Totals at 210. Philly's coming off of a big win at home against the Warriors on Sunday. The Grizzlies, they've won seven of their last eight, all without John Morant, who continues to be out. And that's along with a number of other players who are questionable tonight for Memphis. Jaron Jackson Jr., Stephen Adams, Zaire Williams, all questionable. Alex, 
With that being said, is this kind of a no-brainer tonight for you to take the Sixers? If there was ever was an addition for our list of bets that looked too good, this might be it. Um, the 76ers here should be the much better team. They have a couple of the best players on the floor. Again, the Grizzlies still going to war every night without John Morant. Looks like Steven Adams is questionable. Brandon Clark continues to be out. Jaron Jackson is questionable. What a horrible night for all three of your big men to possibly be out or less than 100% because into town comes the best center in the NBA, Joel Embiid. The Sixers coming off a really impressive win. You know, it might be a little bit of a letdown spot for them, but had a night to travel here. Not necessarily, maybe a little bit of a look-ahead spot with Miami coming into town on Wednesday, although with their star players, I'm not too worried about it. So you have kind of that funky little one-game roadie, if you will, the uh, sleepover game, as, as I think I might try to call it. I've been trying to come up with nicknames for the one-game road <laughs> trip. I think sleepover might be the winner so far. Like but. It's just a great matchup for the Sixers overall. I have them as about six, almost seven-point favorites as I start to tweak some stuff. So happy to back the Sixers here and lay, to me, what looks like a pretty short number. I'm going to go side with you and take the Sixers as well, regardless of who's playing center tonight for Memphis. I think Joel Embiid's going to have get pretty much anything he wants down low, step out and shoot the little mid-range uh, on the boards. I think he'll dominate in that sense. And he had 26 points against the Warriors team that is one of the best defenses in the league. So on the defensive side, the Sixers looked great in that game. I see them carrying that over to tonight. They did a great job of pressuring Steph Curry and getting him, running him off of his spots. So if they can do that to one of the best shooters in the league, they can certainly do that tonight against a depleted Grizzlies team. And the Grizzlies need to eventually take a step back without John Morant playing, without Brandon Clark, a number of their players. So I think that happens tonight. I'm going to take Philly minus four with you, Alex. Chris, any thoughts on this game, whether it is the total uh, spread, anything? Yeah, just to play contrarian a little bit. I mean, the one reason why I'm not betting on the Sixers is just the, the Grizzlies just keep on winning. I mean, they just find out ways to win. I mean, their defense has really stepped up, too. Teams, since John Moran has been out, Teams are not scoring, rarely scoring over 100 points against this team. They really slowed down, too. So I think, I mean, this total is pretty low. It's at around 210. But I might look at the under tonight, too. I mean, Philly's the slowest team in the NBA. They like to play that half-court offense and really just, you know, wear down a team. There with Joe Embiid uh, posting up, you know, et cetera. Um, and then you have the Memphis Grizzlies, who, you you know, usually they're an over team, but they've really slowed down recently. And that I think that's the John Moran effect, right? I mean, it kind of ups the pace for the entire team and the rhythm, so they've had to just have a new approach since then. So I'm going to look at the under. Um, I Philly should definitely be the right side. I'm glad that Alex mentioned the letdown spot. I think this is definitely a letdown spot for Philly, potentially. I mean, that's a pretty marquee win against Golden State. Who You know, they have a bullseye on their back now because everyone, you know, Golden State's one of, if not the best teams in the NBA right now. So uh, it, it was a big win for Philly. But, they, they you know, there's especially with the injury concerns, this is a game where, first of all, Philadelphia, even without any injuries, they're the better team, you know. But with the injuries, yeah, they should be able to cover a fairly low line here. So, but just Memphis is just spooking me out a little lately because they all they do is win or all they do is keep games close. So they're, that is a pretty deep roster. Very valid reasoning. Memphis does, yeah, surprisingly keep thing, keep games close, keep winning games. But Alex and I hope they're not going to do that tonight. We're taking Philly minus four and a win tonight would be the Sixers fourth straight road win. So a good little streak that they can go on here tonight. Moving on to the Phoenix Suns in L.A. tonight, taking on the Clippers. Suns are a three point favorite. 
This total is sitting at 211 and a half. It's a rematch of the Western Conference Finals from last season. The Suns <laughs> won that in six games and advanced to the finals. Paul George is likely out tonight for the Clippers. He's been questionable, but it sounds like he might be sitting tonight. Chris, I'll start with you. Neither neither you or Alex have a play in this game, but again, do you side one way or the other with uh, either the Clippers or the Spurs? Yeah, well, I guess my first uh, reaction to that, I haven't looked at this game too much yet, although I'm thinking about taking a play on the Suns. Uh, my first reaction to Paul George potentially being out is this line is probably quite a steal for the Suns. I have to look at the spot here, but I'm pretty sure they're off a few days of rest, so I don't, I don't think it's a bad spot for Phoenix. Uh, so I'm, I might look to play um, on the Suns side in this one. I think... I think your play, Kate, if I can mention it, uh, yeah. on the on the on the on the under, I think that's really sharp. I mean, these are these are two teams that play. You know, the sun they play at a faster pace, but it doesn't really feel like that because they're methodical when they get to the offensive end of the floor. Uh, you know, the Clippers starting to get back to that more solid defense, like we've seen from them in the first month. You know, they kind of let go of that a little bit recently, but they've looked better uh, in the past few games on defense. And the Suns, you know, are just always going to be one of the best defenses. And if Paul George is out of this game. Then even even more reason to look to look at the under in this one, even though it's a it's a pretty low line. But this, you know, the Suns minus three is just a little weird for me. I mean, if especially if Paul George is questionable, the Suns should be more of a favorite. I know it's on the road, but I, I'm not as high in the Clippers maybe as as uh, some of the books are. Um, so looking to potentially play the Suns today, but that's really my main angle on this one. DeAndre Ayton is questionable with an illness. He sat out Friday. I believe he was sent home from practice on Saturday. Uh, so he's questionable. Obviously, Devin Booker is still outdoor on the injury report as of today. So that might be part of the reason. But I agree with you, Chris. Even, even with those two players out, I still think this line is a little, little weird. But I'm going to take the under because I don't like the, where the line's at right now. So I'm going to play the under 211 and a half. Both of these teams have been great defensively within the last um, week, week and a half. The Suns got a slow start to the season defensively, but ever since then, been outstanding. Second best defensive rating in the league right now. And even JaVale McGee has been a solid rim protector with DeAndre Ayton out. He's done a great job replacing him these last couple of games. Uh, and then the Clippers defense, top five defensive team in the league with Paul George out. I, I think this game stays a lot lower. Um, so I like the under two eleven and a half. Alex, any thoughts on this game for you? No, I'm kind of with Chris. It's it's a Phoenix or pass situation. I think you're kind of on the right side there. I had the total myself right around two ten, closer to two oh nine. Um, somewhere in that range. So I think you're on the right side with the under. Again, the Phoenix Suns continue to lose DeAndre Ayton, continue to be without Devin Booker, but have kind of the depth to run through some of these scenarios. And something I said before the season, and I had actually been entirely right about it, I thought the Clippers would be a pretty bad team, but especially without Paul George, things just get really ugly. Tyrod Lue has been an excellent coach and is really someone that has made this Clippers team better um, than I think they really look on paper. And I just wonder how long he can go without Paul George. Georgia if we're running out of ideas. It's just a tough spot here. Again, similar to kind of the Bucks bet. I've been circling Phoenix in some way, shape, or form all day, but just haven't gotten there. All right. Well, maybe keep an eye on that as the day goes on. You two might have a play on that game later, but I'm going to take the under to 11 and a half. Take a look at a couple questions. Our first one, thoughts on the Cavs versus the Heat tonight. Cavs are one of the best covering teams in the NBA, and they've been on a uh, hot streak as of late. Chris, any thoughts on this game? 
It looks like Bam and uh, Butler. I mean, I, you know, the Bam Adebayo is going to be out for a little while, but it looks like uh, Jimmy Butler is out again. So I, I have to lean. To, I mean, this is kind of Cavs are no bad for me. The, the, the Cavs are a really good team. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say really good just yet, but they're a very solid team, and they just keep winning, right? And that that was uh, that two bigs mentality keeps on working from them. And then without Bam Adebayo in the lineup, you you have to think at home that they have an advantage tonight. Um, so you know, five and a half, we're getting up there. Uh, with this line, but the market is really starting to adjust to this Cleveland team who keeps on impressing. Chris, are you, I mean, Alex. Uh, you're muted, Alex. That's no good. Thank you. Sorry about that. But um, yeah, I mean, the Cavaliers 28, um, I'm sorry, 21 and seven on the year against the spread eight and one in their last nine. This is a terrible rest spot for them. It's a six and nine, a three and four, just built up a ton of minutes for these guys. So it's really hard for me to back Cleveland, but close your eyes, bet the Cavaliers, and, uh, you know, you have a lot of money to pay your rent, maybe even buy a house at this point. When was the last time someone has said that? Cavs uh, have <laughs> not been a great team to bet on in previous years, but it's been fun to do it this season. So I like that, Alex. Uh, another question. Thank you all for sending these in. Chris has mentioned key numbers in the past. I know the obvious football key numbers. What are they in basketball, Chris? Yeah, that's an excellent question. So thank you for whoever asked that. The reason why I say they're not as important in football is just because that like they don't they don't land quite on those numbers quite as commonly as in the NFL. But uh, you know, there there's some uh, debate over what the key numbers in basketball are. But in the in the NBA, usually it's around. Six, seven, five, eight. You know, those are the most common numbers. Although the disparity and the statistics are not not as much. You know, like I said, it's not as common as in the NFL. That game is going to fall on those numbers. But that's why you'll see from me, or you'll hear from me, if a game is like a, a four and a half or five. You know, a lot of times that won't scare me away from the bet as much as it would six, seven, eight. You know, if I think it could uh, potentially be a close game, and those and those numbers kind of make sense, right? Because when a game is close, there's a lot of fouls at the at the end of the game. Uh, so then it kind of gets into that like second foul range where you have like two possession scores ahead. Alex, are key numbers anything you look at when you're capping games? Not particularly. Um, it's something I've looked into from time to time. In a sport like the NBA where you have this many points and it's one by one by one, I've cut it, things a little different way. Chris is right. Most NBA games are between five and seven points. But as you start to look at how that looks kind of by point spread, um, then really I don't see any key numbers. I don't necessarily believe in key numbers in the NBA. Um, I actually kind of go the other way. I'm generally an advocate for selling points. If you're looking at something, try to sell some points. If you like somebody minus three at minus 110, sell it to four for plus money and stuff like that. The NFL, you know, given the way the scoring system is set up where it's threes and sevens over and over and over again, I get a little different now since they've introduced some of the changes to, you know, two-point conversions and the extra point and things like that. But in the NBA, um, you know, really what you just have is the general concept that Points are a little less valuable, especially during the regular season. There's more variance, and points are less valuable as the point totals get higher. So, you know, try to sell points, especially if you're looking at like a total in the 230s, 240s, whereas maybe if it's something in the 200s, 210s, stick to the numbers you have in front of you. But overall, I don't necessarily think of three being more valuable than four, than five, et cetera. Um, again, when you have counting sports like this, especially with so many points in general, I think overall buying points is just an especially bad idea. So, Stick to trying to sell numbers and, and don't really try to worry about key numbers too much. I like it. Great advice, guys. Let's take a look at our best bets for today. 
quite a few plays for today. We have a, that's actually a pretty big slate today too. Uh, Chris taking the Warriors. Alex and I are on the 76ers. And then we've got a couple unders playing today. Unders have been the um, uh, majority winners so far uh, when it comes to over-unders, although we did see a bunch of overs hit last week. So be interesting to see what that trend looks like going forward. That is all we have for you guys today. Thank you all for joining us, and we hope to see you throughout the rest of the week. We'll be back here at the same time. Have a good day.